0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's
1: my pleasure to welcome you here to The Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. I have an update on a ripoff coming straight ahead. I had told you, uh, I guess about a week ago, about a new rip-off fee that was coming to mortgage refis. It was going to cost people refying during the month of September and beyond typically about $1,500 in additional junk fees mandatory on traditional mortgages that you would do. Those are the ones you do conventional with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, which is where most loans end up and this fee had been dreamt up on the fly by the by the feds as a way of covering the possible increase in foreclosures that we may see over the next couple of years because of the economic harm the country has suffered and so many of us have suffered from coronavirus so there was an absolute uproar by the mortgage lending industry and the real estate industry. And their pushback was so strong that the federal government has backed down and delayed this junk fee till no earlier than December. So people in the process of refining right now, you may have already been told you are going to have to pay this junk fee that could be it could be substantially more than 1500 but typically it would be 1500 more or less that that is now canceled or postponed so people in the mortgage refi pipeline will be able to get refied without having to worry about it and then another change is that if you're refying an amount less than 125000 $125, you are exempt from the junk fee so we'll see what happens in December but for now don't worry about it there is something though you do need to worry about if you are among the borrowers which I think is like maybe a third of borrowers I forget the exact percent who do not get your loans underwritten by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac you may be self-employed or you may be buying a more expensive home or whatever the reasons are you are having to go an alternative route for your loan well there's never been a time that the market has been as messed up that I can recall as it is right now with loans that are not federally insured other than in maybe 2009 So what's going on is the rates for the same borrower are all over the place. You make a terrible error and disservice to yourself when you are shopping for a mortgage and you don't fit the traditional check marks that would allow you to qualify for a federally insured loan. If you only go to a lender, which so many home buyers only go to a single lender, well, right now that could eat you up with interest rate differences that could be as much as two full interest points over the life of the loan. So, may may get a three percent quote from one place, five percent from another. This is a terrible problem. This is a time that it's a great idea for you if you don't fit conventional check marks to find an experienced mortgage broker and get that mortgage broker shopping for you for your loan and that could mean a massive difference in what you pay every month and ultimately over the life of that loan. It's time for your questions that you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternating. And Kim, you're up first.
2: All right. John in Arizona has a topical question considering what you were just talking about. He says, I have a son who is going to try and buy a home. Someone suggested that he use the Nurses Next Door Home Buying Program to get a grant. Are there any problems with using this? Or is it some sort of a scam to get you to use very specific loan companies? No, these are not scams. In fact, um, having programs
1: like the Nurses Next Door, these things are available for a number of professions that are key to public safety and health. You'll see these things for um, law enforcement. You'll see them for firefighters. You'll see them for a number of teachers you'll see programs like this so these programs by their nature become more narrow because people are getting uh, many cases grants towards buying a home or subsidies towards buying a home or a certain amount of loan forgiveness over time so the lenders that participate because there's more work for them will be more limited the thing that I caution anybody just having talked about rates is if you are looking at a subsidy program that has a very narrow choice of lenders, if the loan rates from those lenders seem higher than what you keep hearing about in the marketplace, it's possible that you could get so much lower a rate elsewhere, potentially, that it would outrun the advantage of that grant. Possible, but not likely or probable.
3: Joel? Clark Bruce in Nevada says, I'm in the market for hearing aids and I've held off the last couple of years given that I thought things would improve in the marketplace for hearing aids. Well, recently I heard about a company called Listen Lively and they provide hearing aids and you can do the whole process over the phone from the hearing test to the purchase of the product. I was wondering if you knew anything about this company or if you have current recommendations uh, on hearing aid companies to consider.
1: Yes. So Listen Lively is one of the new players in the marketplace offering the ability for you to get your hearing test you know electronically instead of having to go the traditional route their prices are lower than the average in the marketplace and there are companies actually making hearing aids available cheaper than they are as well but the movement in prices for hearing aids is declining because of an action of Congress you know if you have never heard me talk about this just briefly we in the United States have the highest hearing aid prices in the world and we have a really weird system historically about how people get hearing aids and it's led to really outrageous pricing where people in other countries get hearing aids for typically a couple of hundred dollars an ear and the United States, more commonly, a few thousand dollars an ear. In the case of Lively, I think it's about a grand in a year, maybe. Uh, I have a list at Clark.com of some of the choices available for hearing aids that start at about $300 an ear, much more towards the world standard. And the warehouse clubs sell huge numbers of hearing aids now, particularly... Costco and Sam's Club are selling hearing aids that cost in the hundreds of dollars per year and in the future hearing aids will not be a major financial decision. They will be at the world standard and I know there are Americans that before we had the coronavirus shutdown that would go overseas to get their hearing aids because they could pay for the entire trip And have money left over just from what they saved on buying hearing aids and that's not going to be a good excuse
2: anymore eventually. Kim? Howard in Washington says, what happens to my social security if the country goes into a full-blown depression?
1: The worries about social security have been around from when I was a child forward and social security has had to make changes from time to time in order to be able to meet its obligations and we're gonna have to do that again sometime in the next few years. Uh, Social Security started during the Great Depression and Social Security is something that unless we went into an extremely long multi-decade meltdown, Social Security will meet its obligations to our senior citizens even in the midst of a depression social security will meet those obligations and we could end up in a situation like Argentina if we neglected running our economy well and our country well for many 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 years but I don't see anything like that on the horizon and a depression by itself would not put us there either.
3: Joel? Clark Nicolia in Georgia says, I'm about to make a long-distance move, and what tips uh, do I need to know to ensure that it's safe and seamless, especially when using professional movers?
1: Um, This is a hard area because of the Internet. It's made it very easy for a lot of crooks to pretend to be legitimate movers, even using falsely the names of legitimate movers or using names similar to them uh, being brokers banding about the names of legitimate movers and this has been a huge area for organized crime to be involved in stealing people's possessions or stealing their money as part of a move Uh, the federal government who's responsible for overseeing interstate moves has done a pitiful job at overseeing the problems that have been so rife in the moving industry so what I recommend with a multi-state move is that you go to the website of the legitimate movers which is moving.org then at moving.org you can look for what's known as a pro mover that's a member of the industry trade association that has agreed to follow a code of ethics But in addition to getting what they call a pro mover, you need to make sure any estimate you have is a binding estimate and that you buy insurance to protect your possessions in the move.
4: This podcast is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's face it, sometimes multitasking can be overwhelming. Like when your favorite podcast is playing and the person next to you is talking and your car fan is blasting all while you're trying to find the perfect parking spot but then again sometimes multitasking is easy like quoting with progressive insurance they do the hard work of comparing rates so you can find a great rate that works for you even if it's not with them give their nifty comparison tool a try and you might just find getting the rate and coverage you deserve is easy all you need to do is visit progressive's website to get a quote with all the coverages you want like comprehensive and collision coverage or personal injury protection Then you'll see Progressive's direct rate and their tool provide options from other companies, all lined up and ready to compare, so it's simple to choose the rate and coverages you like. Press play on comparing auto rates. Quote at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
1: Susan's with us on the Clark Howard show hello Susan.
4: Hi Clark thank you for taking my call I'm
0: a big fan. Thank you. So my question is is due to COVID-19 schooling for my kids is going to change this year. Um, We've opted for the hybrid model with our school which is two days in the classroom and three and a half days remote learning. My children are 10 and 9 so they still need adult supervision. My employer is flexible and will continue to let me work remotely while the school year begins. Unfortunately, um, it's a little challenging juggling work and keeping the kids on task with schoolwork while I'm trying to work at home.
1: Really? My- I just have a little <laughs> bit of familiarity with this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, my domestic partner for 25 years, he is considered um, an essential worker and he is unable to work from home. So we were thinking about retaining a mother's helper to assist us with remote learning and supervision until one of us could get home from work or my workday ended. And I was curious to know, what should I consider before hiring someone? Could this person be considered an independent contractor? Are there tax implications? What should be on my radar?
1: Yeah, this is a great question because technically because they'd be working in your home, They'll be earning several thousand dollars this year. You were supposed to treat that individual as a household employee, which may uh-huh. not be what they want at all, but uh-huh. it may be where you end up. But I was curious about something. Do you have any neighbors who have, or friends who have kids of similar age to yours?
0: Um, we do. And we're kind of in the same boat. Some, both parents are working and so we are trying to come together as a community of doing maybe these learning pods where yeah, we that's where I was together. going because
1: <laughs> the savings to you is great, and also you there's strength and safety in numbers because mm-hmm. the kids are in if there as soon as there's more than one kid who's not a family member, there's likely to be an easier time for that person uh, supervising their studying to. And get them to study more easily than if it's just your child
0: right right and, that and the challenges with this hybrid model there are going to be kids and who go Monday Tuesday and the other uh, kids go to school Thursday Friday uh, so you're like juggling <laughs> uh, who can you match up with
1: <laughs> right right I mean this is all really hard and changing and uh, you know my son was already supposed to have been in the classroom last week and because of a outbreak in our community of coronavirus they went online this week they were supposed to be in person delayed again maybe next week they'll go in person we don't know if it'll be two days four days no days I and mean, this is hard <laughs> isn't it
0: it, it it really is, and, uh, and I'm very thankful that I have a, a very flexible employer who's like, you know, families do what best for you, and we will make it all work. That um, is really
1: <laughs> excellent that their attitude is that way. So let's get down to practicalities. There mm-hmm. are now a number of payroll services that specialize in household employees. Oh. So if this person technically becomes your employee, you pay them as an employee. The payroll service costs about uh, $500 a year and they do all the federal filings for you. They, uh, pay the withholdings in for you and all that. It's really, really easy to do. And it can either be a set amount you pay every week, or if it's flexible, then you just submit a payroll each week and the individual's paid. So that is really easy. One of them is called I think it's called Poppins Payroll, like after Mary Poppins. Oh. <laughs> and there are, there's another one called Sure Payroll. And I think there's a couple others as well that are for people paying someone in their home. They've all become uh, very much part uh an interesting thing for people because of all the kids that are at home and families have had to get help for them so they could go to work. So that would be... A suggestion for you but the pairing up is something that I'm a real fan of and I think the kids do better in that kind of situation than just being isolated if you can find that good match in your clan in your family
4: families have a lot going on
1: I am so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you have. we got to talk. You know, the number of people being scammed right now in the country by reports coming at me from everywhere skyrocketing, and this is something that sadly is normal in abnormal times whether it's following a natural disaster or the midst of a recession like we're in, the pandemic, it makes us more vulnerable to people that will rip us off, take advantage of us. And there are multiple stats showing that the number of people that are being uh, taken advantage of in various versions of identity theft is going way up as the fraudulent activity increases so I know that you think of me as the man from credit freeze and you're right because the most effective tool you have to lock a criminal out even if a criminal cons you in some way shape form or fashion of personal information about you out of you somehow or they scarf it in some kind of hack or anything like that. Credit freeze solves a world of worries. I know that people get confused and think that credit freeze means that credit you already have, you're not going to be able to use. But it has no effect on that, no effect on your credit report in terms of good or bad, no effect on your credit score. What a credit freeze does is simple. It prevents somebody from applying for credit as if they're you or buying a car as if they're you. There are other aspects to this but those are the ones that are core and central to why credit freeze is such a valuable tool. Credit freeze is free now. It used to be an expensive hassle now it's free to freeze your credit and it is free to thaw your credit so let's say you have shut down access to your Equifax TransUnion Experian credit reports you've not only frozen them from a criminal you've frozen yourself out too so if you're somewhere and they're trying to get you to take out instant credit you are instantly frustrated because you can't take it out till you temporarily thaw your credit or as they refer to it in the industry lift your freeze temporarily and it is a very simple process I actually have not used my credit in a long long time so I've left my credit just straight frozen doesn't mean I don't use the credit I already have but I've not done anything about getting new credit till recently in something I shared with you on the show I pivoted from airline reward kind of things travel reward cards to cash back and so I had to thaw my credit in order to apply for those cards I thawed my credit for seven days in order to thaw my credit it took me around You know, I should have timed it because it took me just a couple of minutes to thaw my three credit bureau reports, maybe five or six minutes. And then I applied for the credit and then it went back frozen the week later. And why did I set it up for a week? Because let's say I had any issue with an application. I wasn't going to have to turn right around and thaw again, even though it's free. It's not 100% hassle-free, but going to Clark.com and go to my credit freeze guide and setting aside the 15 minutes to freeze your credit with the three credit bureaus buys you peace of mind that you don't even have to pay for. It's time for your questions that you posted for me at Clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate, and Kim, it's your turn, I think.
2: You are correct. This is from Carrie in California. Carrie says, my husband bought some Tesla stock back in 2006. Before we were married, it was about $30 a share, and now we have 118 shares. Right now, it's over $2,000 a share, and we're wondering what we should do. My husband is 55. I'm 58. The Tesla stock is within a Roth IRA. We're wondering if we should sell some of it, maybe all of it or leave it. It seems as though we have a short time frame to make a decision because it seems to go up and down so very fast.
1: And if you read what um, the Wall Street analysts say, they believe the value of the stock, depending on who you read, is truly $3,500 a share or $80 a share. Nobody knows what Tesla stock is actually worth, and you're sitting on a massive amount of money in that several hundred thousand dollars in value, I guess, is about what you have now, and so that's a pretty amazing situation. So I have a strategy that I know when I've talked about this before, I've had pushback from... Some investment types, but I would, in order to buy peace of mind in your life, there's no tax involved in selling shares. I would sell half of your holdings. You'd lock in a massive gain tax free. And then from that point forward, you're playing with the house's money with the other half of shares. Because if it goes to zero from where it is now, you've still locked in a huge amount of gain by selling half the shares if it continues to go up you get half the gain not all of it but you never want to be too greedy in a situation like this where you've had a big run-up in a very narrowly concentrated thing one stock that's a highly speculative stock so if it were me i'd take half the chips off the table just an opinion Joel.
3: Clark Romain in North Carolina says, I just accessed my free Experian credit report this month and I noticed that a satellite TV service had made a soft inquiry three times. I've never had uh, this service nor have I requested any offers from them. Should I be concerned? My uh, credit is not frozen by the way.
1: So gosh, that ties right back to what I was just talking about, about credit freeze. Odds are that is a marketing inquiry looking to see if they should be targeting you as a soft inquiry. Soft inquiries do not affect your score, but it's very interesting to see who is prospecting around and who is looking to see if you're somebody they're interested in. But it is safer, uh, by far safer, for you to go ahead and put the credit freezes in place. But in terms of causing any harm to you, having those soft inquiries, no
2: harm, no foul. Kim? Joseph in Florida says, car warranties, are they worth the money? I was thinking about getting one for my 2011 car. It has 65,000 miles on it and it's in excellent condition currently.
1: I appreciate your question on a vehicle that's now gosh we're 2021 vehicles now so you're 10 model years old with that vehicle you're not going to find uh, I can't think of any manufacturer that would sell you an extension of their warranty or service contract with a 10 model year old vehicle even one with miles as low as you have and so that leaves you in a marketplace of third-party sellers of extended warranties or service contracts on vehicles and they are anywhere from very unreliable to fraudsters so you don't drive a lot of miles you're driving like 6,000 miles a year on the vehicle on average you're not going to get bang for the buck out of one of the service contracts or warranties I would instead take the few thousand dollars you would be charged for one and put it in savings specifically for a vehicle repair when the time comes, because it's always a win with a vehicle, when the time comes that you need to spend money for a repair. And congratulations to you for having hit the magical 10-model-year mark on your vehicle. Joel?
3: Clark Daniel in Alabama says, Based on your advice, I'm thinking of opting for my employer's uh, Roth option in the 401k. I've been doing the traditional thus far and taking advantage of the match. If I go with the Roth though, how confident can I be that Congress won't begin taxing the earnings when I retire? Are you concerned about the possibility of future Roth double taxation?
1: So the people who have the largest balances in retirement plans are generally the uh, larger income earners, the more sophisticated and more influential and I don't think that politicians want to mess with the people they depend on for contributions and the rest. I would be very, very surprised to the max if Congress ever did try to mess with the tax-free nature of Roth money. They could at some point say that no additional money can be contributed to Roth because it's too good a deal for the retirement savers. But retroactively taking away the tax-free status of ross i can't say it's impossible but it's extremely extremely unlikely that anything like that would ever happen from a future
2: congress kim gregory in missouri says how do i find out what the 500 companies are that make up the s p 500 index I've looked around and I could figure out what the top 10 are, but nothing else.
1: If you just do S&P 500 companies, it's, uh, if I, okay, I just found 500, S&P 500 companies list on your search engine. It comes up right away. And um, there are multiple ones. I'm looking at a list that was just updated on Wikipedia. But there are tons of financial sites that have the lists and lists do it differently. Some do it alphabetically, some do by market cap, but you can very easily in just seconds see the list of all 500 companies. Jeremy joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jeremy. How are you doing?
5: Hi, Clark. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: So, Jeremy, you uh, finished school with fair amount of student loan debt, but you're chopping away at it as best you can. Tell me about that.
5: Yeah. So, um, you know, probably in my early 20s, I was not in such a great financial situation and racked up a lot of credit card debt. And so I've been spending my time over the last five years paying back more than $70,000 of credit card debt. and Seven, zero thousand? Yeah, that's right. More than $70,000 credit card debt. So that's kind of where I've been focused on getting all of my uh, debt paid down so far. So apart from the student loan debt, which is currently um, just north of $60,000, i am totally debt-free. And so I'm just trying to understand I have some student loan and private student loan, and also federally backed student loans. So just trying to make sure that I'm reallocating those dollars that I was using to pay off all of that credit card debt, now to paying down the student loan debt and wasn't sure if I should funnel it toward the private stuff since that has an interest rate versus the federal stuff, which currently, per the executive order, has a 0% interest.
1: Wait, wait. So let me get this right, Jeremy. You have now successfully wiped out in five years' time $70,000 in credit card debt?
5: That is correct.
1: Well, what did you do to celebrate when you made that last payment?
5: Oh, man, Uh, to pop the bottle of champagne at home. It was uh, absolutely uh, an incredible feat for sure. Just been chomping back at it bit by bit by bit uh, for the last five years. And it's just been such a weight off the shoulders of having all of that debt gone.
1: No kidding, and the student loan debt carries generally a much lower interest rate than the credit card debt, so every Mm -hmm. dollar you pay towards it will be much more impactful because so much of it will be going to principal rather than with the credit cards where you had so much of it going to interest. So you're right, the federal loan's not accruing interest right now, so the private loans are the ones that I hate anyway. And what's your mix again of federal and private?
5: I have about forty thousand federal, and um, twenty about twenty-two or twenty-three thousand in the private. Okay,
1: so with the um, with the money you were spending towards paying down the credit card debt, how much extra cash do you have in a typical month now that was going to credit cards and other things that's available for wiping out student loans?
5: I have about $4,000 per month and just extra discretionary spending that I can park wherever I want to. No kid, I don't currently, yeah, I don't have a, uh, I'm, I'm in a pretty good situation, you know, thankfully with the job situation. So my income is fine. I'm earning about 95000 a year plus some bonuses. And I don't, because I don't have any other debt, um, my monthly living expenses are only about 1500 a month. So I can, I've been recently over the last couple of months, I just crossed my five-year mark. But I've been recently just parking these in different investments in the stock market, getting a remarkable return. But I know that's not necessarily the safest thing. So I might want to reallocate or diversify a bit, maybe put some money into uh, I don't have a I have a a 401k that was drawn out from my old employer. But now I'm self-employed earning this consulting income that I have. So maybe I should do a SEP or something.
1: You can actually do as a one person company you would benefit from doing something known as a solo or self-employed 401k. gives okay. you a lot more flexibility. It's available from all the low-cost companies now, uh, something that used to be exotic and now common, and it gives you extreme flexibility about saving for retirement and hmm. the options available to you. So that would be a great place for you to look at stashing money and i would say that's a priority but i'd also like it to be something where you really think through paying once you have to start paying again on the federal student loans that you pay minimums required on those and throw as much of your available cash each month towards those private loans private loans are probably variable in interest rate and they're a real high priority for you to zero out that $22,000. So I would say follow a 50-50 rule where half the excess money you have each month goes towards the student loans and the other half goes into your own self-employed 401k and that would be potentially a great combination for you And congratulations to you for tackling that incredible mountain of credit card debt and changing your entire future moving forward. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show.